Welcome to Surviving Academia, a podcast about surviving in the pre-apocalyptic hellscape of the academy. In each episode, we share self-care techniques and talk about surviving in academic careers. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you like what you hear and want to support our show, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Got something to say? Let us know on Twitter at SurvivingPhD or on Facebook. Hey everyone, welcome to our new episode this week. I am Kristen and I'm a graduate student. Well, this week I am Rachel and I am academically adjacent. This week? This week. <laughs> this week, which is different from all other weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Zach and I am a VAP visiting VAP. assistant professor. Is that what that means? Yep. I'm just kidding, Zach. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how, long you have you, how many times have you gone on a job market? <laughs> I am brand new to academia. Good. My name is Sebastian. <laughs> Actually, Sebastian, our podcast puff, is here with us too. So let's see if he behaves. So what's nice. been new, you guys? Not much. Semester started. Classes have started. Um, things are rolling. I, for one, cannot wait for this hot weather to just go away. For sure. I want it to be fall. Me too. I hear pumpkin spice lattes are uh, soon to return. Um, They've already returned, A. And B, Zach, just because people like fall doesn't mean they automatically like pumpkin spice. Also, there's nothing wrong with liking pumpkin spice. I do. Wow, you sure read a lot of that. Shots (laughs) fired. I love pumpkin spice stuff. I do too. Good. Rach? Oh, do you want to hear what Kristen did with pumpkin bread today? Yes. <sighs> Listen, this is if this doesn't summarize my life in general these days, nothing does. I started writing this morning. It was not going so well. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go downstairs and make myself some pumpkin bread. And then I'm just going to hit it hard after lunch. And I like make this bread. And right when I go to take it out of the oven... I dropped it. Oh, that's <laughs> And sad. for like a split second, it stayed in low form. And I was like, oh, and it was like, Poof! and it just like, I mean, exploded all in my oven. So an hour worth of baking and I have nothing to show for it. Nothing. And then I was so oh, mad. So I just didn't write anything else. Oh, so man. it's been a real winter of a day. I'm very sorry for the loss of your pumpkin bread. Me too. R.I.P. Pumpkin Bread. Me too. Yeah. Well, this this week I uh, gave my first exam to my students. That uh, that was a very familiar feeling. So, you know, I've I've been feeling somewhat homesick because I'm in a new place and I don't know a lot of people yet. But it's good to know that students experience test anxiety in the same way. Uh, you know, wherever you are. Um, which is not to say I took, you know, any sort of schadenfreude joy in their test anxiety, but it just it it feels felt like you sure didn't. No, it, it just felt familiar. Like it. Okay, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, do you want to talk a little bit about what's coming up in this podcast? Times are a changing. They are a changing indeed. So, listeners, we're gonna, for the time being, be probably a little more liberal this season with when we. Uh, are posting our podcasts episodes correct 
Just because we all know academia is just insane. And believe it or not, we make absolutely no money at we this. We make no money at this. <laughs> and y'all like our our funny, funny, epi- our funny, funny advertisements. So we will continue to not make any money. <laughs> we continue and uh, we get paid in experience and mm. exposure. Mm. Um, all of the the most important currencies that don't pay the rent. Ah, the currency of the arts. And yes. yet, the only thing you tend to get paid for in any way you get paid in academia. Just esteem and just the benefit of doing it. Mm. Yeah. So, listeners, we may be bi-weekly sometimes. We may be a little more loose, like this episode is going to be coming out a little bit later than our normal every other week. Um, but bear with us. And hey, if it's not working for y'all, let us know too, because we need to step up our game and really just exhaust ourselves. We can do that too. Oh, I don't like that idea. No, no. Nope. Sorry. They can, Sorry, they can you guys complain all they want. I'm going to keep on this three to four week schedule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're getting Plus, it free makes shit. Zach feel good, you That's know? That's true. Well, speaking of things that don't go as planned and things that get delayed, let's talk about our advertisement for today. We're, today's episode is brought to you by your summer research project. See, because it doesn't go as planned. Hey, remember when you thought you'd finish me by August 1st and then maybe September 1st? And now it's like not the summer and it is indeed like the fall and you are still not done? Well, I'm here in the background stealing all of your joy until you get it together. Love. Your summer research project. Ouch. That was Ouch. a burn summer research project. Even though I got mine done. I did too. Yeah. Me too. Yay. High five over Skype. <laughs> and we just smash our computers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we just did an advertise. Maybe some of you guys would like the advertisement, but apparently we were productive guys, we were on it patties this summer. For sure. Is that a thing? It can be. Productive patty. It is now. Productive patty. It's better than a slacking Sam. It's better than a slacking Sam. Or all the the time behind Betty. Poor Betty. Yeah, I know. Who named his name Betty anymore? Boomers. That's true. I don't mind defending them then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Kristen, you want to tell us a little bit about the show today? <clears throat> so today's episode is on digital minimalism. Ooh, what's that? Uh, well, our guest will explain it all to you. But I was interested in doing this show just because I'm not that great at managing my life electronically. I know there's other people who have found different strategies to help make sense of, um, you know, their digital lives a little better little bit better than I do so one of my friends Al is very good at this so I thought he'd be a great guest and we had so much fun interviewing him well why don't we uh, go ahead and listen to that now and then we can uh, come back and talk about it awesome take it away Al Okay, so for this episode, I was hoping to talk to one of my friends about all the tech support and things that can help make you more productive. And so since I go to Al or Zach for all of my tech support, we thought we would have Al on 
our show today. So welcome, Al. Yay! Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so my name's Al Wilsey. Uh, so I'm a fifth-year PhD candidate in philosophy, studying uh, the philosophy of language. Specifically, I'm studying the uh, importance of authority for some speech acts. I also serve as the um, president of the graduate student body at my university. So you're kind of a big deal. Well, some people think so. <laughs> so I know that you use a bunch of different fun things to sort of manage your time because you are so busy. And I know graduate students in general are like the busiest people on earth. So I'm kind of interested in what do you think would be the most helpful maybe app for someone who's like a new graduate student? Well, I think that depends on what sort of goal you have for being productive. Because um, there's a lot you can do with being productive um, that won't get you anywhere. Uh, here's an hmm. example. You might think, oh, I'm going to make a list. And on the list, I'm going to say, make list. Then you can check that off because now, you, now you've done it. Then uh, check off item on list. You can check that one off too. And so on and so forth in that toy example. You end up just doing a lot, but you don't really get anywhere. It really depends on what you mean by being productive. I guess, uh, so what's the most helpful app? Maybe maybe this is a better app. What's the most helpful apps that you recommend or things that you recommend? Well, technology can be a really good tool for helping someone with no real plan yet for how to manage their time. Mm -hmm. um, one of the most important things that I've found that was helpful for maintaining a good work-life balance and managing a lot of projects was to actually start with tracking my time hmm. and it seems counterintuitive because you have to put in the support structures and and write down what you're doing and that itself takes time but if you use an app it gets a lot faster so okay. I personally use the online service which is free it's called toggle t-o-g-g-l it's just toggle.com they have apps for the phone too and it's simply a play button you hit play, it starts tracking your time, and then you hit stop whenever you're done, and you can add all the colors you want if you if you want to go in that depth, but you can simply put a title for what it is that you're working on and track what you're doing. Why is that important? Well, what I found out early on in starting to do this, I've been doing this regularly for about a year and a half now, and um, when you start tracking your time, you start realizing how much time you spend on literally everything. Hmm. I personally have an issue of watching way too much YouTube. Like I watch educational. <laughs> it's educational for the most sure. part. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I watch TED all the time and, and all sorts of like Curtis Gazette, that sort of stuff, you know. Um, so I watch all these videos. Um, but I spend easily two, three, four hours a day on it. Mm -hmm. And if I did that all the time, that adds up. And I would never get anything done. And once you start realizing what you actually do, that's when you can start making goals to change what you currently do over time. I remember one thing that was very shocking to me. I don't think I've told anybody about this. It's not very... Deep thoughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I once told my advisor I was very proud that I had worked on average about six hours a week on my dissertation over one particular two-month period. And I, because that seemed to be a lot of progress for me when I started working on writing ideas, coming up with new thoughts, that sort of stuff. And 
whenever I sent her all that data, like in a small table, just to summarize what I had been doing, she said, why aren't you working 20 hours? That's what you really should be doing. It's 20 hours on this dissertation work. And so I was shocked for a moment. But then I, I realized, okay, I might have undersold what it was that I was doing. When the play button is going, that's active hours that you're working on the actual project, not necessarily what you might think of as calendar hours. Mm. And I think that what my advisor was asking me was for my calendar hours. You block off five hours a week, or sorry, five hours a day for um, each of the regular work days. But maybe that entire time isn't 100% productive. Mm. You might take 15 minutes to pull out your books and your paperwork and that sort of stuff and not actually um, spend a full five hours of productively sitting down and creatively thinking. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So I'm curious, when do you start working in the morning? Ooh, if you had asked me that um, at the end of last semester, I would give you a very different answer. So this is um, very recently. I started waking up at 5 a.m. every day. Yes. Yeah. Us you too? too. Yes, Both I'm of you? early riser. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, we could have total chat. 520, chats actually. But Technically 4.30. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely in the, it depends on when I actually fell asleep <laughs> uh-huh. crowd. Okay. But typically between 5 and 5.30 is, is where mm-hmm. I am. And um, I did that because I wanted to do some personal growth on top mm-hmm. of um, my academics and student leadership and my actual job of, of teaching. I wanted to also be able to fit in some um, personal habits mm-hmm. for um, working out, exercise, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And the only time I really could feel like I could do that was in the morning. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So how, when do you usually stop at night then? I'm curious because you time everything. Like when do you right. stop, when do you start timing things? When do you stop timing things? Right. Oh, okay. Well, that depends on the the day. Um, Tuesdays are the longest days. Kristen and I serve on the student government, and those always go until 7.30 or later. Mm -hmm. Um, But typically, I find out that I run out of steam at about 3 to 4 Mm o'clock. And so if I can, if I'm working from typically 7 o'clock in the morning after I'm done exercising and I finally get to the office, if I can be done by 3.30 or 4 and go home, I will do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. Mm-hmm. But if I have meetings, I track that too. Um, and I actually tag all of my meetings as hashtag meeting in toggle in order to um, see just how much of my week is held up by all the various meetings mm-hmm. I go to. That's helpful. I remember last last season, I guess it was, I started really trying to like schedule my time a little bit better because often... I wouldn't schedule specific times to do things. And then I always felt guilty for not doing enough stuff. And so like when I like allotted a certain amount of time in my day, like this is my two hours to do this thing. And then I worked on that thing. Then you like, don't feel that like as hard academic guilt because you like scheduled this time and you did the thing during that time. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, like sometimes I'll just like, even now my to-do list, it just says dissertation. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to finish this entire, you know what I mean? It's like, it needs to be like much more specific. So scheduling mm-hmm. those smaller times is really helpful. So I've used toggle too here and there. Um, but n- I'm not, it. I'm not consistent with it. Yeah. I've never used it. I might have to try it, but you said you use the free online version. I'm curious. Are there any apps you use? Oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. He's got a, <laughs> oh, he's got the toggle app. 
And it hasn't updated because I'm not currently in Wi-Fi. So it says erroneously that I have been spending 26 consecutive hours in a meeting. It just hasn't updated. Oh, nice. It hasn't updated. Oh, okay. with the, it works in the cloud, so it, you'll never lose your progress or anything. It just saves there for free. Gotcha. And they have some paid ones with educational discounts if you want to do some like deep dives into... I've never really done that, so you can get as granular with this time tracking stuff as you want. Oh, yeah. Tracking your lab time. Well, and I think in in general, graduate school can feel as though it's Mm all-consuming because so much overlaps and because we're so into our research, and and I think the professoriate in general. um, I know you guys are both dissertating, um, but I think even, yeah, even as a faculty member, it almost feels like there's no end or beginning to work. And this might actually highlight the fact that there is an end and there is a mm-hmm. beginning because you're starting to really see the separations between tasks in a really interesting way. Yeah, especially since there's like often very little accountability once you hit this mm-hmm. dissertation phase where you're not really necessarily expected to be anywhere typically at any specific time. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you're in coursework, you know, you're it keeps you on a schedule when you're dissertating it can kind of be really up to you and I think some people really struggle with that so well yeah I definitely think that there's like two phases to time tracking and so I I passed phase one a long time ago because you only need about two weeks for the first phase which is diagnostic how do I actually Mm -hmm. use my time Um, the second one you can actually set goals for yourself and you don't have to have it just goals for um, your professional or, or schoolwork. You can actually have goals for, I want to spend 30 minutes a day exercising, and I'm going to track my time to, to do so. I want to spend three hours a day with my significant other. I, I'll track that to make sure if I'm meeting my own personal goal. Mm-hmm. You can do that if you want. Do you find it's restrictive? Not at all. I find it very liberating. Interesting. Are there any other apps that you use that can help with either your time management or your research organization? Or For sure. Oh, my gosh. So um, so I'm just going to preface this by saying I'm trying something that I call digital minimalism. Everything that you can do with paper, you can do with digital. And there are benefits for it being in the cloud. You'll never lose anything. If your iPad catches fire, in theory, you can get another one. It's probably not as easy with money. But... In theory, you won't lose your data. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm trying it out. It's also lighter. I don't carry around books anymore. They're all on the iPad, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just part of it. So I have an app for essentially everything. And to manage projects, you need some mechanism for keeping track of your tasks. If that's a bullet journal, which is what I started with, an actual piece of paper and bullet journaling is a strategy, if that's what works for you, uh, keep doing it and use some similar strategies. But I found the digital method um, to be much Um, more efficient Hmm. Um, so I used a free app it it didn't used to be free and they they turned it into a freemium model and they call it to do the number two do and it's a very powerful application if you um, if you like Excel then that's that level of stuff is something like what you can do with to do you don't have to be proficient with everything it does in order to use it as a task management system either it's very Mm user-friendly but it can go as deep as you want it to now, I said I used to use that, and it's free, so I recommend it um, because of its power and the fact that you can mm-hmm. use pretty much all of it for free. Um, but I wanted something that was a bit more minimalistic and easier on the eyes, so to speak. Um, so I've been using an app called Things 3. It was, it was $10 for the phone app, and I found it to be worth it because I use it literally every day. And um, it, really, I use it because um, you can manage everything. 
and you can set it up pretty much however you want. Oh, wow. So uh, I know the listeners can't see it, but what I'm currently doing is showing how I have divided up my life into three areas, work, home, and play. And so in my work category, you can actually, um, you can look at every project that I have going on. So I have a project I've set up for my dissertation, the class I'm teaching, um, everything I do for the student government. Um, I, I currently have one for my job search. So every time I find an online job posting, I just put it in here for me to come back to later. Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. I've got a, a, a project level view of everything that I do. And the important part is that I put a date on it. And the date is the day that it comes into my today view. Whenever the date matches today, all of those things will appear for me as something I got to work through. Hmm. So as of right now, I still have one thing on today's list, but I can actually schedule them and it'll show me a day by day look with my calendar entries also for each of those days for about the next 10 days in a row. Then it'll go by a month view in the future after that. And why is this helpful? because you can then plan your week ahead and divvy up each of these tasks that you have to do one by one inside of the um, app's upcoming view, and every day only do that which you already planned. So what if you get to a task and you're like, oh man, I really don't want to do this right now? Okay, I did that today. So, <laughs> yes, uh, that happens. So um, depending on your actual day, you'll have to uh, monitor and adjust what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to just um, swipe with your finger and pick another day. Okay. Oh, so cool. if you're like really not feeling something and it's like, well, it's not technically due for two weeks. Maybe I'll take a step at it tomorrow. Exactly. You can do that. Exactly. Because I feel like that's sometimes you just look at something and you open it and you kind of look at the document and you're just like, not today. I've, I've had some days where I've looked at an entire list of things I planned to do that day and thought, I need a personal day. Mm -hmm. So the, then the goal would be, when is the next best day for me to do those based on what I've already okay. got planned, what my calendar entries are, and that sort of thing. So it's not, you don't find that restricting? You find it actually um, really... It can be restricting if you overdo it. Okay. Because there is that, that fear of the, the list, if you have a list of, say, 20 things you need to do that day, that mm -hmm. can be really uh, restricting in the sense of, do I have the time? Mm -hmm. So you got to really think about, um, should this uh, um, object, uh, um, should this event be something um, granular or should it be instead like a sub list, like a checklist of things? Mm, okay. So this app allows you to divvy up things at about four different levels. You can have it at the level of it's a project. So like a dissertation would be like a project. Then you can have tasks within a project. Um, mm. So that would be like... Um, Revise this chapter. Mm -hmm. That's probably not specific enough. So you might think revise this these pages. Mm -hmm. That's more like a task. Okay. You can have like a, a smaller subtask in there, like um, like a checklist of some kind, and they don't appear as a task in the same way. Okay. Um, the biggest overall one, the fourth one, is uh, the area view, and I just use that to help organize things. So I have an area for work, any work related. If you're like working with someone else on a project and they have this app too, is there like a joint feature where like you can share that task does that make sense uh this particular app doesn't but there are plenty of apps that do mm. um jesse our friend jesse mm -hmm. actually loves Airtable, which has a lot of uh, i think it's a free application that's cloud-based and you can invite team members mm. to do stuff what one thing i like about things three is that you can integrate slack with it and so i currently have it set up through a third-party um, app called zapier 
Every time I star a message in Slack, it ends up as a task in things. Hmm. I do the same thing with my email, too. Every time I get an email I need to follow up with, I send it to things so I can go right back to that very email to follow up on it. So I just hmm. dump everything in here and then go through it. Interesting. Cool. What else? What else? What else else? Do you have Tell to us. Tell well, us that. So, you're you're the else? guru. So in terms of productivity, you really cycle around three basic things things and we already talked a lot about um, tasks and having uh-huh. a task management system so I showed you the app I use as my task management system mm-hmm. but you also need to have an app for your calendar I don't have any particular best uh, I, I personally use Fantastical I've, I've enjoyed that experience the most I don't think that there is one best calendar application to use mm-hmm. um, but you definitely need to use calendar events to block off time for yourself as well as meetings that you have to attend Mm-hmm. And then the third major thing is notes, I think. So you need to have some way of keeping track of notes, especially if you attend a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. So I personally use an app that I've recommended to basically everybody since it's free. Um, it's called Agenda. Mm-hmm. And it's a fantastic um, date-based note-taking application. Cool. Yeah. So what's cool about this is just like how in Things... You assign dates to the tasks and they just appear whenever you need them on the day that you mm-hmm. need them. You can do the same thing with these notes. So what you imagine um, you... There's one that says podcast with Rachel and Kristen. Yeah, so I was prepping for this event. I tagged it to this exact calendar entry in my calendar. So if I go to my calendar, there's a link that will bring me right to this note. Oh, so that's oh, super wow. helpful. If, you're, if you run your life from your calendar, it'll bring you to that. I run um, my life from my calendar. This will just pair nicely with it Hmm. Um, you can retitle things Um, it'll bring in the notes from your calendar so it actually told me where to go just ported in automatically Mm -hmm. and you can do all sorts of things with um, the actual text essentially it's a note but if you want to plan ahead your lesson plans Mm -hmm. then on your today view it'll just appear the right lesson plan at the right day wow you're convincing me that maybe i need to go more digital (laughs) well there are plenty of strategies to do that um like you need a pdf viewer for most documents Mm -hmm. um i find having a way to scan things into your computer um is very you can do that with a phone and a camera yeah i was about to say do you have a scanner do you use your ipad or phone and the scan feature yep um i use um an app called scanbot i think i bought it back when it was cheap and they didn't have a subscription model so i might be grandfathered in Mm-hmm. Um, I personally dislike subscription-based apps, and I mm-hmm. avoid them like the plague. So your mileage will vary um, whenever it comes to ScanBot, but their interface is extremely, mm. extremely nice. And they have optical character recognition as well, so when you scan a document, it'll be searchable whenever it ends oh, up on, nice. your, on your iPad or your yeah, computer. Yeah, I don't that's think Adobe nice. Scan acts like that. It just picture scans. Right. Yeah, that's incredible. I think that this, this idea of digital minimalism is really, really interesting. My one thing is is how it works for people who are different, maybe kind of thinkers, different kind of learners. Mm. But given how creative apps have gotten and how similar some of them can appear to page and how you can even get writing implements that feel like pencil and pen to use on an iPad, I'm wondering if people like me who tend to like paper should maybe try... He's got an app for that. I'm sure. Oh man, it even looks like a notebook. So there are two really good (laughs) note uh, drawing based, like with Uh a pencil or stylus apps, and I I use Good Notes. 
And well, as you can I see, like good notes. My, my, you can use it to doodle. So friends uh-huh. of mine were asking me to draw um, SpongeBob characters that were also <laughs> mashed up with Spider-Man villains. So they, he, they asked me to draw these ridiculous things that I currently have. Uh-huh. I wish that you could see these, dear listeners. Oh, we can. We can make it We happen. can see them, can, and it's, it's, it's we can pretty brilliant, dear listeners. Well, well, now that I know that that's a possibility, I might have to retract that. <laughs> definitely not ready for that. <laughs> but... Um, um, it's it's just really nice. You can draw with. Um, oh, and I really like that stylus. Is that an Apple? Yeah. So I'm currently using Apple the um, the iPad Pro, um, the new 11 inch one with the Apple Pencil 2. So the latency is extremely low, and will get even lower when iOS 13 comes out here in a couple of weeks. True. Says I love Kristen. Does I'm it erase it? Does it? Um, <laughs> Is there like is this dumb? That's super cool. Is this dumb? Like if you t- if you write something, will it translate it to text? Um, so I don't much. think this app does it, but there's a um, on the iPad you can get alternative keyboards, and to you know like switching between the um, text keyboard and the emoji keyboard, yeah. you can get a third party keyboard that will recognize your handwritten text and turn it into text for whichever app supports the keyboard. Wow. So I actually do that, that in seminars cool. now. I, I write because I find it, um, my body language is different whenever I'm taking notes by hand, so to speak, with the stylus, mm-hmm. um, instead of typing behind a keyboard. It's also making me less prone to distraction. Um, when I would bring a laptop to class, I'd have all these apps open. I would be surfing the internet if I got bored, and I'd just be inclined to do that. But when I'm using the stylus or the Apple Pencil or whatever it is I'm drawing with, I'm I'm writing. It's, mm-hmm. it's on glass and light, you know, like there, it's a screen. But um, <laughs> I find it's less distracting for me in class whenever I'm using that. And then I still get all the benefits of the digital notes because mm. my handwriting gets recognized and translated Ooh. automatically. Yeah, that's cool. So I just want to mention one more app that I use to make this all work, which is uh, my PDF viewer on the iPad mm. and and on the phone and the Mac there's a Mac counterpart too it's called PDF Expert mm. and I think they also had a model where um, it was free and then there was an, a, a pro version that you could buy one time and that they've also moved to a subscription type of thing I'm not sure how their subscription model works because it's very new mm-hmm. but um, I found the premium model um, uh, of the app uh, very worth it it lets you edit and sign PDFs right there with with oh. if you have the pencil too. It's extremely nice. So mm-hmm. if you have to sign for contracts or letters or stuff, mm-hmm. it's super helpful. Um, it lets you change uh, like sepia and dark text. So if you want to read at night, it's oh super nice, easy. it's less harsh on your eyes. Right. You can have multiple PDF documents open at one time. It links back to your Dropbox or whatever. Um, so if you, so I'm reading books for class. I'm, I'm in epistemology, Bayesian epistemology course. So I've got the book here, just mm-hmm. right here with me. And I wouldn't be able to do all of this stuff on just the iPad without mm-hmm. this PDF viewer. The simple, the simple Dropbox app would not work for me. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't do it. Everybody should have Dropbox. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I use Dropbox. You don't? Nope. Do you use Box? I use Box. Okay. Well, the university uses Box, so it's Box. Okay, so if someone wants to become more digitally minimal, what are the initial steps I need to take? Uh, so I guess I'll appeal to um, something like the KonMari method. Um, sort of 
you don't have to literally do this, though it might help. Put all the paper that's that you actively use and have just in the pile and just look at it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to literally do that, because then you'll have to do something with it, but that's probably the reason why you should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, think about all of the paper that you come in contact with every day and, and see, is there a way that I can be um, digital with this? So, for instance, one thing that I literally did in the last couple of weeks since the semester just started, I'm teaching a class, I had a sign-in sheet. What I would do was just bring a blank piece of paper, one for each of the sections I teach. So I'd bring two pieces of paper with me every day, um, three days a week, right, uh, for my students to sign in. Well, I figured maybe I can be more minimal with this. At this point now, I bring one piece of paper with me each week. That's it, just one piece of paper. Um, the front side has three columns, and the back side has three columns. The front side's for one of my classes, the back side's for the other class, and I printed out their actual um, class roster. Mm-hmm. So I'm minimizing my, my paper footprint as best as I can. Mm-hmm. I, I could go one step further and try to figure out a digital way to track attendance. That's one thing that is interesting to me, but I don't want to overburden what the students have to use uh, as well. So I'm trying to be um, paper mindful and uh, mindful on what I'm asking of my students to mm. do. Like, I don't want them necessarily have to bring their technology to class if they don't want to be digitally minimal. Gotcha. Um, so I'm trying to balance all this. When it comes to the receipts, if I have the option to send it to email, I will do that instead of taking a hard copy with me. Mm-hmm. But if I do get a paper copy of a receipt, I'll just scan it with my phone app, recycle it as best as I can, and then keep the digital copy mm. as my record of what I actually bought. Um, and so, and, and it's really something that you need to do one step at a time. So if you have the ability to get a digital book rather than uh, a paper one, mm-hmm. think about that. Your mileage will vary on how um, digital your book life can become, but uh, there are ways of doing so, and often it's even cheaper. Do you worry about like being on these like devices too much? Do you think, you know... I know there's apps out there and I know people have used them where if you're playing on like, especially like specifically social media where like there's apps that can like block you from, uh, using those things because that sometimes is like this big time suck for a lot of people. And so do you worry about spending too much time on devices? Yes. And until recently I didn't have a very good way of managing that. Um, I very recently started using Apple's, so I'm, I'm first party Apple everything. Same. Um, and so I've just started using their screen time features Mm -hmm. and I've actually put limits on my social media and you can do it per app. So if I really don't like Facebook and I don't really like Facebook, I limit myself to a total of 30 hours or sorry, 30 minutes uh, each day, um, across all of my digital devices. Currently, the Mac doesn't support that feature, but it's coming in the newest update mm-hmm. that should be out in a couple weeks. The screen time feature is going to come to the Mac, too. So I know for a little bit, I don't, I'm sure my, this phone does it. Well, I know this phone does it because I've done it before. For a while, I put my phone in black and white, and it is like the love and the laughter is gone. It is like <laughs> way less fun when like, I mean, it like totally like, makes your whole everything black and white you're like Hmm. you're like apps and everything so it just is way less fun to play on and mess with when it's like all like one unfortunate tone which i actually read online 
was like a productivity tool like this guy did at some point. Like he's like, oh, I just put my phone in black and white or sepia or whatever the option was. And um, I didn't mess with it. Any. It's like not fun. Is and it's in, true. Is that in like the accessibility settings? Is I that an option so. there? Yeah. In the new iOS 13, there's um, ways to automate certain uh, behavior on the phone with the mm-hmm. shortcuts app. And there might be a way to say, when I have calendar appointment such and such, turn on this black and white mode. Or maybe when I arrive at such and such location. I'm not sure how, how, how to do it. How did I find that at one point? But yeah, there, you might be able to automate that feature pretty easily. Oh. Well, you've, gave us, you've given us a lot to think about. Well, that's my job as a philosopher, right? That is true. Well, thank you. Oh, I can't wait for Zach to listen to this. I feel like he's going to have a lot to say. Zach's going to like... What you thinking, Zach? Zach it up. Yeah. What do you think of my productivity tips, Zach? Zach? Yes, Zach. Well, I was... I'm not not putting that downward inflection on it. Yes, Zach. (laughs) I'm like more like, yes, yeah, Zach. Uh, What do you think, Zach? Like a question. Well, yeah, it is a question. What do you think, Zach? Okay. I'll be like, Al said, she wants to know what you think. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. That's awesome. Back to the rest of the episode. <laughs> Okay, so we okay. just listened to the interview with Al, and I am curious, Zach, what did you think? Because you were the one who wasn't there. Yeah, well, okay, so I know Al, a uh, great guy, and can I say, amazing radio voice. Uh, we should have him I on know, again. Right? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I have, I have several thoughts on the interview the guys did, and... Um, I am definitely a technophile. I love everything about technology. If the listeners don't know, I'm the one that edits the podcast because I've spent all my life tinkering with different programs and different uh, computers, and it just, like, I already knew how to, how to operate GarageBand just because I loved tinkering with this kind of stuff. That being said, um, you know, some of these apps are really anathema to my way of organizing life and thinking about life. So the first thing you talked about was using an app to track time. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds like, like my, just like the worst thing in the world to, for me. Um, probably useful for other people. I know Kristen used, sounded very excited about it, but um, I very much enjoy that uh, my time is rather unstructured when it can be. It's one of the reasons I decided to stay in academia where you know I have to be someplace sometime for like 20 hours a week but then the rest of my time is on my own pace and doing whatever I, I want to do so the idea of tracking my time I prefer to have some measure of chaos in my life um, I mm. think that helps keep me on my toes um, and just I, I don't know to me the thing about about tracking your time is is it makes your life too predictable, and to me, that makes it too boring. See, I I don't mind technology, but I feel like I would get caught up in the time it takes to do things like logging. And I guess you get better at that. I mean, Al said you get better at it. It becomes a part of your routine. But 
I don't like chaos the way you do, Zach. I'm not li- out there living on the edge. But <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I tend to be a little old school. I liked it only in in the sense that I think I have a tendency because I live alone uh, to just kind of work all the time. So there's not like these set times in my life where I feel like, oh, like, you know, my partner's home and we're having dinner together and we're talking. You know what I mean? It's I feel like I have the tendency to just work on stuff all the time. Or um, even when I'm doing other things, multitasking. And so I like the idea of, okay, you set a time for this. You did that thing. Mm-hmm. Now you can have a break. Mm-hmm. So I have like you been that doing it since it. the interview? I did it a little bit before the interview because I've talked to Al about this quite a bit in the past. And so I did do it and it did help a lot. I really should probably pick it back up. But honestly, like after the interview, so many crazy things happened that I will only talk about on this podcast post tenure. (laughs) (laughs) But so many crazy things happened and um, I needed to not have another obligation. So, Um, so the other thing that I I, um, got out of the interview that, uh, and again, it's a point of disagreement with Al and I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. Um, But he talks about digital minimalism and how he manages to sort of pack a lot of what's in his backpack um, into a device and talks about, he also mentioned the KonMari method as, as a way of like decluttering your life um, that he's sort of pushed into this di- digital minimalist uh, ethic or ethos. And to me, like digital minimalism in that sense is not real minimalism. Because if the clutter is not physical, doesn't make it not clutter, if that makes sense. So one of the apps he talked about, he can he has like four different levels of tasks. He also has a different calendar and um, you know a time tracker and like these are all things that I have in my backpack or on my laptop or whatever. I'm still doing all of the same tasks just because they don't weigh thing weigh anything or have a physical presence doesn't mean it's like an absence of clutter or an absence. I think of, it's of like a streamlined situation for him. Like he has everything all in one place and it's all streamlined. So it's not okay. necessarily just about physically carrying those things around, which, you know, can be crazy if you're kind of forgetful and you're leaving stuff everywhere. But I think for him, it's like he doesn't have to think about, um, oh, my notes in this, or where are my notes on that, or, you know, where's the meeting, or where's the announcement for this thing? He just, he has something that he centrally locates everything, which my only, my only thought is, is I'm not that tech savvy, and I mean, I'm pretty tech savvy, but not as, not Al level tech savvy, but it would just take a lot of time. I think his method is great, but it would just take me a lot of time to set all that stuff up. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, and I... I think I've streamlined uh, my life in a lot of ways, kind of like his, but not quite so digital extreme. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I have a notebook that I write a lot of important notes in, but that everything that's in that notebook is sort of thematic. Um, it's mostly to-do lists. So I know all of my to-do lists are in this one place. 
and it's and it's here, same as launching an app. Mm. Um, but one thing I really appreciated was he talked about, uh, you know, being able to streamline calendar events and link that to emails, which is something I do with the Apple, uh, sorry, the MacBook, um, um, Mac OS uh, uh, calendar and mail app. So I, I, I use it for that, and that really helps. I can just add a calendar event straight from an email. Um, and but I, I think the way that I've streamlined my life the most is learning shortcuts, um, keyboard shortcuts and mouse shortcuts that, um, you know, copying and pasting stuff, navigating between programs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you cut down on the, the, you know, 30 seconds it takes to do it manually versus versus with shortcuts and you do that 100 times a day or 50 times a day and you cut down on the frustration that that to me is like the, the minimalist part is not like mm-hmm. streamlining everything into one place. It's that everything has its place. True. Well, and I, I do like what he's doing and in, in streamlining and keeping everything in one place. But I did try for a whole semester to create all my, um, to get digital materials. And it, I didn't like learn the material as well. There is something to be said for not reading on a screen or, and being able to highlight and take notes and such on things. Um, that is really beneficial to me and the, the way that I process information. So I don't think it could ever go that far like he was doing where everything is on one device. But I could potentially um, see tracking to-do lists and uh, maybe even tracking my time. So maybe I'll try those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think uh, I agree with you on the, the you know, um, comprehension being better off screen and that's why I still handwrite my to-do lists is I think I, I keep those keep that more in my short-term memory when I'm uh, when I've written it versus when I've typed it Zach do you want to do the second FS or the second advertisement I suppose so okay uh, today's episode is brought to you with apologies for cross-posting do you did you get this email you sure sorry for cross-posting we will send it again to make sure would my colleagues like something like this? Sorry for cross-posting. Great. Resend to all the listservs you are on. Everybody loves when you do that. Did you get this yesterday? Better resend it. Sorry for cross-posting. Sorry for cross-posting the cross-posting. Did you cross-post the cross-posting? Sorry about the cross-posting. <laughs> Although cross-posting is so annoying. I it just is. Well, honestly, if people are going to cross-post, that's fine. I just don't want people to always apologize for it. Just, like, get to the content. Yeah. What's your self-care this week? Do you like that segment? Oh, the segue, you mean? Segue. Segue? <laughs> My self-care this week has been to sleep as Good. much as I can. Because I have been feeling under the weather. And so I'm just sleeping a lot. And cuddling with my puppy and my cat. Well, I was going to have some delicious self-care pumpkin bread. And then it died. And then I had to rethink that. So You dropped it. You murdered it. Now my oven's a disaster. So I guess my self-care this week will be cleaning out my oven. Ooh. That doesn't sound like self-care. So unfortunate. Zach, what are you doing to care yourself? Oh, man. I So I feel really bad about this, Kristen, because I did not know that you were going to share this story, but my self-care was baking I made puppy bread. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You made muffins. muffins. I made I made muffins. Were and... they pumpkin muffins? 
No, uh, that'll have to be next. Tell me they're bran muffins or some old lady thing. Hey. What kind of muffins were they, they Zach? What kind uh, of muffins? Blueberry carrot. Oh. Oh. Okay. That sounds delicious. They are delicious and a little underdone, but that's fine. I won't Mm, die. Salmonella. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad that you're baking situation worked out and that you are going to be enjoying those muffins every I bite planned, you take I had you can imagine to talk about this before my, i heard your story i'm very mm, sure sorry. zach I'm whatever sure. zach so that you can every bite you take bread. you can think of the misery every that i'm in in missouri take. what <laughs> every single day every time you eat Zach will think of me. Yeah. <laughs> I will. And I'll be like, mm, it's too bad Kristen's fell in the oven. That's yep, mean. That's that just mean right there. End of the podcast. Reply all. We're done. Don't like him. <laughs> cross post. Cross post. <laughs> Stop cross posting. Just kidding, Zach. Well, here's to um, another week. Week. And. Happy job searching season for you. Oh, job happy job searching season, searching y'all. Searching people. We wish you all the luck of the Irish. <laughs> Don't bring the Irish into this. I'm Irish. Me too. <laughs> I'm not. Well, then so, Zach's not wishing you luck, just Kristen yeah, and I. Yeah, you need to be sharing that luck. Okay. And until next time... Keep, Keep on, on surviving. surviving. Cut that, Zach. Cut it, Zach. <laughs> oh, that was a little yelly. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm just adjust that game just a little bit. You adjust that game. um just so you know sometimes zach uses this kind of shit at the very end of the show i noticed so (laughs) i'm okay if i notice the adjust that game guy (laughs) be forewarned